0: Hello, uh, I'm James Wrigley. In this week's episode of the podcast, I'm joined with Nick Bell, AFR Rich Lister, a serial digital agency owner, um, entrepreneur, investor and all-round champion. Uh, Nick shares uh, a lot about his journey to date, uh, his uh, sale of his uh, business, WME, why he walked away from uh, a further sale of something that would have earned him about another $115 million. His successes, his failures, uh, he's quite open. Uh, the individual clips of this interview have been really well received on LinkedIn. Uh, here's the full audio. Hope you enjoy. Thanks. We're on. We're, we're on. on. There you go. Rosalie. Hello, we're, I'm back again. Hey guys. I joined Nick Bell this morning. Um, a lot of you may know Nick. Uh, maybe some of you don't know Nick, his face pops up on LinkedIn a bit. <laughs> I'm um, everywhere on LinkedIn. Plenty of, plenty of podcasts, plenty of interviews, all those kind of things, so we'll add another one to the list. Thanks for, for spending uh, 20 minutes No, on thanks for having me. It's it, good to be here. Um, maybe if we just start with, for those that don't know, who's Nick?
1: My background. Yeah, the background. Yeah, definitely. Where you started. Um, what doing? All right, I'll talk about my business background, um, and I'll try not to bore you too much. First business kicked off at the age of 24. That was a skincare business. Um, it didn't do too well, did that for four years straight earning a few hundred bucks a week. And that was a really tough, tough slog. Mm-hmm. At the age of 28, I started a digital marketing company. Mm-hmm. I use that term loosely because it was me in my bedroom, cold calling businesses <laughs> I love <that> story. Yeah, <laughs> from my bedroom in Richmond, um, just around the corner here actually. Uh, so I started pitching SEO um, to companies, and that business was started purely out of necessity. Mm. So their skincare business was going, but not making any money. Mm. I needed a side hustle to make some cash to pay the bills, and the idea was to build that business up so it makes me hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, that was the. And yeah. if I made a hundred grand a year, it would have been the happiest yeah. man in the world. Uh, that business, I think, made a hundred thousand in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. So I said, okay, skincare business, see you later. And then the, the marketing business took off. Uh, and obviously, here we are.
0: Yeah. So, were you like running your own businesses? Were you ever a, an employee or was that, that's not you? Uh,
1: no, no, no. So, before the age of 24, I had a sales job. Yeah. Um, I worked in recruitment. Yeah. Doing recruitment. Yeah. And I worked in hospitality. Yeah. Um, as an employee, I didn't mind it. I, yeah. Okay. I enjoyed working for people. Yeah. I could learn and, I was always happy to take orders
0: yeah,
1: Um, and I loved working hard and making a bit of money and learning from people. So, no issues with it. The reason I started my first business, I was doing recruitment and I was making my bosses millions. I was making a shitload of cash and I thought, okay, I'm making all these guys all this money and I thought, I think I can do this and that's when I started my first business. And I thought I was going to make a million dollars in the first 12 months of my own business
0: no. Didn't, so well. didn't
1: do so did, well? Didn't do so well at all. So then a few lessons were learned in that four years.
0: Yeah. That's oh, interesting because you know, often you hear stories of people that have done well in business for themselves, don't terribly much enjoy being an employee. Mm. You know, they don't like the rules and conforming and all of those kind of things. Can I do it now? Yeah. No way. <laughs> um, but back then, that didn't faze me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and prior to that, school as a student?
1: Uh, yeah. Good, so- bad or otherwise? I was a mediocre yeah. student, um, good kid, uh, went to high school, my high school school wasn't great. Mm. Um, and the reason being, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah, okay. Like I had initially, I thought I was going to be a golf pro when I was younger. Yeah. So I had no interest in studying. Um, my, uh, T, I think it was TER or ENTER score was 57, which is, isn't great. Yeah. Um, but I literally had no interest in studying. I thought I was gonna be a golf pro, that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so then I got into a university, um, into VUT, barely, and lasted six weeks, dropped out of, out of university yeah. and worked in restaurants and other hospitality venues around Melbourne. Okay. So I literally had no direction yeah. until the age of 22 when I got a job in recruitment, which mm. I loved. Mm. I loved selling and connecting with people in, working in an office. I just, yeah, I was a duck to
0: water yeah. at that stage. Just natural sales.
1: I, yeah, just, I, I enjoyed yeah. meeting business owners and marketing directors and CEOs, and I really enjoyed the the conversations I was having.
0: Yep. And so the, the business that you built from your bedroom did hundred grand in the <laughs> yeah. first month or yep. so, w- was that WME or was that, that, was, that something previous?
1: Uh, that was called Web Marketing Experts, okay. which I then obviously changed to WME Group. Yeah. And that business just kind of blew up. Mm. And my business was meant to be purely a side hustle. Yeah. I think within 12 months, right, I, think, I think it was like 40 people and then two years or at right, a hundred people and then just kept getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, And I ended up selling that business in 2017 yeah. to um, Melbourne IT.
0: Okay. How did that come about? Were like, were you, had you had enough? Were you looking to sell it? Like, what's <laughs> What's the story there?
1: Look, good question. I wasn't planning on selling that business. Yeah. And my wife said to me, she goes, I think you're getting a little bit bored. Because <laughs> I was, I was going to work late. I was leaving early. There was no challenge in that business for me anymore. Okay. And she goes, what are your thoughts on selling WME?" I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then I thought about it for about a week and thought, now nah, that's time to sell Yeah, because there was no challenge left in that business for me. Okay. So once I made that decision to sell, I, um, I reached out to a broker and then they connected me with a few different interested parties. Yeah. And then the whole process took roughly 12 months to, um, exit What to happen.
0: Right. Yeah. I was going to ask kind of, how did that come about? Did someone approach you, you, you say obviously engage oh, a broker?
1: I won't mention names. So there was, yeah, there was one large company um, or digital agency in Melbourne that was going to acquire my business. Okay. Um, and then the deal fell, fell through. Yep. So we agreed on the terms. They tried to renegotiate the terms. Yep. I said, piss off.
0: Okay.
1: And then um, Melbourne IT came about yep. by chance. And then they were very easy to deal with, very good to deal with. And then we agreed on the price. And then the deal got done roughly eight months later.
0: Right. Okay. And so you so that was a kind of around the time that we first met was so when It was, you, wasn't it? Yeah. You, you just sold it. Did you so you so you just walked away? <laughs> so I actually had two offers on the table. Handed the keys and finished up on Friday, that was it. Well the offer
1: was from Melbourne IT. Yeah. And that was for thirty nine million. Yeah. And the second offer was for hundred and fifty four million. What? Yeah. 154 million with a is a three to five year earnout. Okay. Um, and the KPIs we had in place, I would have hit them because mm. um, the business was on a massive upward trajectory. Mm. But I was thinking, geez, working for the man for three to five years, I don't know if I could do it. Okay. Um, I wasn't ready to sell my soul because um, I enjoy doing my own thing, working for myself. So I, I looked at both offers and I thought, could I make the, say, 100, I don't know, $114 million that I was about to lose yeah. from the other deal in the next three or four, three to five years,
0: yeah.
1: and I thought potentially I could back,
0: to yourself to back to myself to do it. Backed myself
1: to do it. So I took the offer for Melbourne IT, where that was a one-month earnout, which does not happen in my game. No, nah. it's usually a three to five-year earnout. My mom was oh. like, "Here's the keys. See you later." Yeah, uh, there was a bit of a handover, but it wasn't a huge one. And yeah, I just kind of left the business.
0: So how did you, how'd you feel? So you build it from uh, something very successful, but then you, you just When I
1: When I signed the contract to sell that company, yeah. I was over the moon for five minutes. Yeah, I was like, bang, we've done it, fantastic. And then a week later, I'm thinking, what am I gonna do now? I actually lost purpose.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: And then I actually, no, I wasn't sad, but I, I was looking for something when I sold that business. Mm. So when I sold WME I only sold the Melbourne office. I kept all the remaining entities overseas. Oh, right. So we had we had another seven agencies overseas that are all branded differently. So I didn't mm. sell them. Mm. But I'm based in Australia, they're obviously in different countries, so I'm not on the ground working on those companies. So when I sold WME, I lost a bit of purpose mm-hmm. and I was going to take a year off work and travel. Didn't happen. I took two weeks off, got bored, yeah. and said to the missus, I need to get back to work. I need to do something. So then I started uh, looking for a new venture. Yeah. And now we're at, I think, 14 agencies. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna get out of the agency game.
0: <laughs> I got sucked back in. into it. So that's a challenge And others that I that I know, <laughs> that I've spoken with, that I work with, that have solved and, and moved on to something else. It's a challenge. to so, what are you gonna do on Monday morning? You know, you walk away on Friday. What do you, what is it going to, that's gonna get out? Of it's not the money. It it's it's not the money at all,
1: it's the purpose. Yeah. You need to, you need to have a purpose in life to, to drive you forward. Yeah. And I found when I, when I sold WME, I lost that motivation and that drive. Mm. So when I was on holidays, it's sitting on the beach drinking pina coladas isn't for me. Mm. I need to be doing something. So I, as I said, I said to the wife, I need to find a new venture or build up the agencies mm. and, and keep doing that because I need to I need to go to work hungry.
0: Yeah, I remember asking you when, when we first met, saying, look, what are you going to do? And at that stage, I didn't know you had these other businesses. Uh, I said, "What? You, so what are you going to do once you sell? Mm. And I remember you, you kind of turned around to myself, the chance of, well, I've got six or seven or whatever out, whatever it was at the time. Other businesses that are all profitable, I'm just going to go and show up there on Monday and, and work there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the problem is...
1: When they're, when they're running with a general manager, if I come in,
0: <laughs> no good.
1: it's no good because they're, they're a well run operation and then if there's too many chiefs directing, mm. it just gets messy. So I can't come over the top of the GM yeah. and um, basically say I'm taking over now. Mm. So they continue to run the companies and I just advise here and there. Mm. So I need to find my own venture and my own purpose mm-hmm. and not interfere with their operations. Yeah. Um, and, that's, and I've, I've done that. Since it, yeah, it sounds like you've done it. Yeah. I've done that, but I'm I'm still looking for more. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's not the money. It's I I enjoyed taking nothing and building a business and seeing it grow with a team and people and seeing the culture evolve. It's actually it's fun. Mm. So I enjoy the process. Yeah,
0: you, you're the passion shows. You can yeah, it. <laughs> I take <give> started <laughs> as I can
1: talk about it all day.
0: So you handed this great big check. For most people, that would be a life-changing amount of money. Mm. Until the tax man. Yeah, until the tax man until takes, tax man takes it, his big chunk it, of it. Takes half of it. So I guess turning to, you know, what have you done since with with the money? Mm. You've spoken, I mean, I've seen your videos and different bits and pieces of, you know, what you've done, what you've learned mm. over, over the time, what you maybe would do again, what you wouldn't do again. Yeah, Can you yeah. share some of that?
1: In the first 12 months, I was quite reckless with the money, mm. not in terms of buying things for myself, mm. in terms of investing. Yep. So I invested in a lot of startups So I look back now, I go, Nick, what were you doing? Mm. What were you thinking when you invested in this startup? It was pre-revenue, it was an idea on paper. The founders were, okay, mm. these days, I only invest in startups with some form of revenue um, that have an upward trajectory. Yep. Um, because I like to hedge my bets, um, I should have invested in more in property mm-hmm. and blue chip stocks. Mm-hmm. That's why I went wrong. I was investing in high risk stocks and startups.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> best way to lose money. Yeah,
0: it's it, it, it. I don't know whether it's the the the. No, I should have engaged people. you. No. I should have engaged <laughs> you. <laughs> no, that's not where I'm getting to. But the. But that kind, of, I, I see that often, like people saying that I'm going to be like they might have made a quarter of the amount of money that you've mm. made. They've been successful in a venture and then think they're going to turn around and and invest in startups. It's kind of good that you like you're, you're so public with that. You're kind of not hiding that.
1: No, so, no, no. I'm, I made a lot of mistakes in the yeah. first twelve months, and last year I didn't make one investment. Mm. The only investments I made were into my own businesses because mm. I, I found investing in other startups. And this doesn't mean to sound arrogant, but they were were, were just losing my money. Yeah. Um, So I said, I'd rather back my own ventures Mm. that I have full control of that. I know there's a good chance it's going to work because I have a formula that kind of works and the ones I invested in, I've done myself, have actually all become profitable within a short amount of time. Yeah. When you invest in startups that you do not understand in terms of you don't understand the industry, it's a high risk investment. It's legalized gambling. Mm. So I'm very, very cautious these days. Someone comes
0: with an idea. And an day idea. Day. I've got this great idea that's going <laughs> to make millions. It's not any money
1: at the moment. It's like me when I was 24 yeah. after the skincare business that I thought was going to make millions. Yeah. I had no
0: idea. Yeah.
1: I was young, inexperienced, and I was
0: naive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Do you think there's more of it around now? Uh, maybe because I'm, I'm spending more time just in and around the space. So I'm kind of seeing it more. I don't know whether... It is, is a lot more, more around? Yeah, is there more of it around now than what there might have been five years ago? I think there
1: is due to social media. Yeah, okay. Um, it's, a, it's a lot easier to access dumb money mm. because you can reach out to someone on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever it may be and say, look, I've got this great idea. Um, I think it's gonna make trillions. Are you interested in taking a look at the am. Yeah. I get, in, I don't know, 50 messages a day on my LinkedIn asking for money. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to access money now and I think as a result, there's a lot more startups coming through, which is great. I love startups, but there's a lot of shit out there Mm. and there's a lot of startups just are never going to make any money. Mm. And when investors invest their money, it's a good chance that money's going down the toilet. So I think be very selective in what you invest in.
0: Okay. And look, final, final question. Any, any final advice recommendations for founders, business owners that are going through that sale process, trying to find their purpose out the other side, trying to work out what to do next.
1: Sell your business because you're ready to sell in terms of you're mentally, you've checked out of that company and you've given it everything you can and there's nothing left for you to give. You've got to be in that mindset. Um, and if you do sell, make sure there is another opportunity or there's more purpose for you after the exit. When I sold, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. there was no purpose. Mm-hmm. I found purpose, but you've got to find something when you exit. Um, don't sit on the beach because you'll lose your mind. Um, and I think too many founders are starting businesses looking for that exit. I'm gonna exit in five years. Yeah. I never went into a business looking for an exit. I went into a business thinking, how large can I grow this company?
0: You, you went it for, in it for you, and then the sale just happened. It just happened <laughs> naturally.
1: There's too many founders who, they're raising capital and they say, look, we're looking to exit in five years. right? Like, really? You're, ha- how can you predict that? Yeah. You should go into business thinking, how large can we grow this company? We're not planning on exiting, but we're going to go, we're going to build a massive company that's highly profitable, yeah. that our investors are looked after, and we're doing some good for the world. That's what you should be looking at. Not, we're going to exit in five years and make a hundred million dollars. Mm. It's the wrong mindset. Yeah. It's, that's why I see business. Yeah. Because don't <laughs> you be sad on this, but too many people are raising money to exit in a short amount of time. It doesn't work like that. No. And if you do, you're ripping people off. Yeah.
0: Build the business to be a profitable business.
1: All, all these businesses it's that are raising money that are just not profitable. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. And they've got these crazy valuations and they keep burning money every single month. Mm. It's insane. Mm. You call me old fashioned. I like businesses that actually make profit. Yeah. That I can show return to my investors. Yeah. Even though I don't have investors. Mm. If I did, I'd want to show them return. Yeah. I have a duty of care to make their money.
0: Mm. Even if it's just to yourself, even if it's your own business and there's no other investors. 100%. I want to see some success out the there. 100%. Side.
1: Yeah.
0: Good. All right. We'll maybe leave it there. Right. Well, thanks, thanks for that. Thanks, thanks, guys. See you later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, If you've enjoyed it, uh, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you might be listening to this from. uh, And even better still, tell a friend, spread the word. Uh, I'm really only new to this. Uh, Any support would be greatly appreciated. Thank you.